our readers would come up and get set ready. Hi, Steve. Terry. Hi. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get our seats here and we'll fellowship more after have a good meal coming up afterwards. Yes. We're going to share for a few minutes from the Word. It's, um, I guess the title would be that we have here is Humility Opens God's Doors. Pride Opens Wrong Doors. Sometime back we did touch on the low door of pride or humility. Um, but we're going to go into another level of that now and see that where there is, you know, where there is humility, there will be God's guidance, his unity, his peace, and his rest. And it's this thing of this God who we've just been in unison worshiping together. Humility, it's like a yielding of myself to him because I trust him and I love him rather than going it my own way doing it my, in my own strength my own power it's yielding to him and submitting myself to him rather than in pride thinking I can do this better or I want to do it on my own or whatever that, that brings the wrong doors or brings the wrong things into our lives. And uh, we have some folks who are going to, we're going to start out with a bunch of scriptures here and we're going to have our readers read them for us. And uh, they'll also be on the screen, I believe, or up on the wall there. So we'll have you do that now, okay? You can read those for us. Luke 14.11 for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. James 4.10 Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. 1 Peter 5.6-7 Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Matthew 23.11-12 The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Psalm 147.6 The Lord lifts up the humble, he casts the wicked to the ground. Psalms 25.9 He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. Proverbs 11.2 when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 15.33, the fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Proverbs 16.18, pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 29.23, one's pride will bring him low but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Colossians 3, 12 through 13. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, 
brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. 1 Peter 5, 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, we can give them a hand for doing that. That's good. <clears throat> but you can see, I mean, there's a message right there. That's the word of God. This thing of humility, it's, and we're talking here about surrender, full surrender of our lives to God. And most of you, I would assume, have had a time in your life when you made, there was a major decision in your life that you decided to surrender your life to God. Really, we're talking about the Lordship of Christ. I do well remember when I did that. Uh, for the first time in my life, when I was in college, when I made that decision. And I had a sense of what that meant. I mean, but the thing is here now, all these years later, I know God so much more than I did then. I mean, and I know his love for me. And of course, all these decades later, he's proven so faithful and so loving through all the things in my life. I am so glad that I made that decision then. The thing is, even as I've been studying for this message again today, I realize there's still levels of surrender. I mean, there's like a, a decision, an important, if you haven't made that yet, maybe this is your day, or maybe you watching online, you haven't done this. But it's a giving of your life over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, where I no longer am gonna hold the control of my life, but I'm giving the decisions of my life the pathways of my life, I'm giving them over to you, Lord. I would say, do that. Do that. And you will not be sorry decades later. You will not be sorry at all because you will see God's hand. But that yieldedness it's a laying down, a turning over of our lives to our loving Father God. Um, and it happens to the measure that we are trusting him. We put our trust in him and his truth, his word. Faith in God's word is required. Faith in his word is required. But when we come to that place where we are confident in our loving Heavenly Father, we will be able to humble and submit ourselves to him in that area of our life that we haven't done yet. That's what we're talking about this morning. I mean, most of you, I'm believing, have submitted many, many things, much of your life, to the Lord. But there are things that still can maybe reemerge or come back again or just that are there that it's almost like on a daily basis that Especially we need to do Especially if it. you live with a mate. Yeah, all right. So what are you saying? We all know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. There's a quote here by Graham Cook. What we think about God is the single most important thing in our spiritual journey. God wants us to be confident in him and his love for us. Graham Cook. I'll read that first part again. What we think about God is the single most important thing in our spiritual journey. But then when we do humble ourselves or that area of our life, if we can yield it to God, submit it to God, maybe at a place or a level that we haven't before, something in our lives that we've been holding on to, 
We will see then as we do that, God will lift us up in that area and bring us to a place of victory. He will exalt us. He will exalt us. And we will walk in authority and in power in the name of Jesus in that area of our life. But pride will keep us from surrender and submission to God of those things and will greatly affect our relationships with other people as well. It will cause us to try to accomplish things in our own wisdom, in our own strength, and by our own efforts. Pride will drive us to force open doors that God wants shut right now in our lives. Maybe the day will come when it will be open, but it's just not there yet. And pride will cause us to slam other doors shut that God wants us to go through. That's the thing about when I'm walking in humility toward God. Obedience. Obedience is a good word. Obedience is a, a word that brings life. It's, it's a wise thing is to be in obedience to God and to his word. The foolish man says built his house on the sand and that was that he heard the word he knew what he was to do but he didn't obey he didn't do it that's foolish and when the winds came the storms came his house blew over as we know there will be doors before us in the days that lie ahead in your life in my life there's doors and there's the thing, is this the door to walk through and the timing of when to walk through it? But the first door must that we must decide to go through needs to be, as we've spoken of before, that low door of humility, the humility door. And we know from God's word, which was just read to us, that this is true and we have the choice to humbly submit ourselves to him. We have that choice. We can choose. You still have breath. You're still here on this earth. You have life and you can choose every day. Yes. And it is every day. Mm -hmm. Actually, it goes almost like moment by moment to submit to him, to trust in him, to submit to him, to yield to him in this situation or that situation about this door to go through or not to go through but when we choose to humble ourselves to yield ourselves to God and his word and his choice for us the results will be such a blessing yes. it'll be God's guidance it'll be unity it'll be peace and it'll be rest it'll be rest now this thing of yielding ourselves and becoming obedient and, and listening and obeying, humbling ourselves, Jesus is our example. And Joyce, I think you were going to read the, there's a scripture, Matthew 11. Uh, Mac, we'll go to that one. 28 through 30, come to me. This is Jesus talking to us. Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. In the Greek, it also says, I will calm, relax you. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, Lord. We want to learn of you, even this morning. For I am gentle, meek, humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good. It's not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing. It's comfortable, 
gracious and pleasant, and my burden is light and easy to be borne. Thank you, Lord. So in uh, verse 29 there, did you see the word humble? And I capitalized it there to have it stand out. But, but that's what Jesus is saying. He says, come learn of me. Humility. Yes. He was humble before his father God. He yielded to his father God. He listened to his father God. And he did what his father God told him to do. Not what, just what he was thinking. He yielded to what his father said. And that's, those are the doors he went through. And at the time that, that the, his father God told him to go through them, that's when he went through them. And then he said, you'll find rest. See, when we go on our own strength and our own wisdom, what we think we can do in our own strength, it's going to cause stress, just the opposite of rest. That's when stress is going to come. I just had the picture, and I know this because I've seen the video of the youth when you do tug-of-war. I've seen those tug-of-war. It's like, that's the picture I had with the Lord, but I want my way. And he's like, I really want you to have my way in this. Our Father God, he knows exactly what is the best for us in our walk with him. And he doesn't require what other people believe that we should do, or even what we think we should do, or about, but it's him. And as we commune with him and as we listen to him, we know him. We know his voice. Jesus said that, my sheep, they know my voice. They will know it. And then we can go in those places, those directions, those tasks. This day before me, Lord, what would you have me to do? Or what would you have me not do in this day that's before me? But when we yield to him and we do it his way, there will be relief. Rather than feeling overwhelmed, we'll have a relief and ease, it says there. Refreshment, doesn't that sound good? Recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. That's our emotions, that's our mind, a quietness that is there when we learn from him and walk in humility. We walk in humility. There's another, did you want, were you going to read this one or you want me to? You can. Okay, this is Philippians 2. Starting verse 5, another example of the Lord, he said, the title there is the humbled and exalted Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, here again, I put this in caps. He humbled himself. Jesus, our example. Jesus, who lives within us by his spirit, who helps us to humble ourselves, became obedient. There's that word obedient. To the point of death, and even the death of the cross, Therefore God also highly exalted him and has given him the name which is above every name. See, when we humble ourselves, it frees God's hand. It looses his hand then to lift us up and to exalt that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. I'm going to weigh in this, Joyce, this thing. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to do now, 
to share something with you, and we are going to have, there's handouts of it. They'll be on the Welcome Center table back there uh, if you want a copy of it. But what it is, on one side we have humility characteristics. So we can have a check on ourselves here a little bit. You say, well, I'm humble. <laughs> well, we'll go through a checklist here of some things. And then there's the humility characteristics and then the pride characteristics. And he's given me the pride characteristics. Yeah, Joyce is going to do the pride characteristics. So I'm very ready to do this. It was several weeks ago we were prepared to do this, but then on a Sunday we were both sick. And so in preparation, Steve has done a lot of, he's the one that gets it all organized on his iPad. But I'll read through it, like after I have my quiet time. It was not real easy, <laughs> especially with the pride. Humility is very nice. That's nice. But because I was like, okay, I'm reading this, and I'm me. This is about me, or it's about who I live with, my perception of him. And so we thank you, Lord, today. Holy Spirit revelation. The light comes on within us, Lord. This is yes. for our good. Yes. Yet we want to learn from you this morning. Lord, I want to continue to learn from you uh, regarding Steve as my mate. I want to continue to learn from you. And so this morning... Lord, we just thank you for that fresh anointing, Holy Spirit as personal teacher this morning. Thank you, Lord. We have hearts that are open, ears that will hear, and the ears of our spirit will hear in yeah. Jesus' yes, name. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So we're going to do pride or humility first. Humility sounds Maybe good. Maybe the bad news first. Good news no, bad. let's do humility. You do? Yeah. Okay, now let's all, let's apply these to ourselves. Are you sure? I wonder if we shouldn't do the pride first and then end up with This the is how it is at home. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to submit? Who's going <laughs> to yield, right? Well, we'll start out with humility is inspired by God. It's a fruit of God's spirit. It is other-centered. That's good. And see, that, that's a thing there, and I'm not going to amplify on these too much, but I just got to share this since I didn't earlier, that you'll see that humility, it's love-sourced. It's sourced from love. It's sourced from God. God is love. And when we're walking in hum humility, it's, there's a love source because it's a, humility is other-centered, and we know that's what love is, right? That's humility. That's number one. <laughs> Pride is motivated and inspired by Satan. It's a fruit of the flesh. Pride is self-centered, it's ugly. I added that one. It's ugly. Humility wants the best for others and wants to be the best for them. It puts others above itself. I added humility is kind. I like kind. Pride wants what's best for itself. It works for self-gratification. It will use control and manipulation to get its way. Pride tends to compare. It can quickly become envious and covetous.
I think we're just supposed to read. I know you want to keep making comments. Well, I'm just thinking, I, Lord, we want, I want to receive this for myself. That's it. Yeah. Zach, you're supposed to receive this for Zach. Yeah. And Abby for Abby. You know, each yes, one of us. It's personal. For us. Not what I can see this applies to. Oh, this applies to all these folks. No, this is, the Lord is, this is the washing of the water of the word that's going to come here. And he can alert us to things. How yes. are we on number three? Uh, humility speaks good mm -hmm. of others. Yes. It encourages others and builds them up. And that's in prayer. So right yeah. now, Father, we lift yeah. up our dear one, Anne Nelson. Yeah. We lift her up, Father, with her son, Doug, and his wife, Mandis. They've become her caregivers this past week. The tests that she's undergoing, we lift her up. She's our dear one. In Jesus' name. So, pride discourages others and puts them down. It's critical, judgmental, and condemning. Pride has a holier-than-thou attitude. I know better than you. That was just, that's not really true, <laughs> A, I wanted the teacher me wanted to put some action to is it. Is that what they call a Freudian slip or something? I don't know what that is. Okay. No, I don't think it was. Okay. Number four, humility is a team player. It unites. Can you see how this effect can affect or will affect you and your husband or wife or close friend or employee? fellow employee or boss or employees or teacher in school, students, affects everything. All relationships. That was number four. Pride is a team breaker. It's a poor team player. It separates and divides. Number five, humility desires to build bridges and tear down walls. It forgives and restores. That's so good. Pride hurts others because it is insensitive. Pride resists forgiving and offense. Number six, humility wins in the end. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Humility in the end will win because it's birthed from that love that never, what? Never fails. This is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's to yield ourselves, to surrender. It's the way to go. It wins in the end. It is victorious because God exalts the humble. It's birthed from love. It's not. It will not fail because love never fails. Pride in the end will be a loser and a poor loser at that. Pride greatly fears failure. It fears rejection. And it has no revelation of being accepted by a loving Father God. Thank you for your Much thought. of fear stems from pride. Number seven, humility relieves stress and brings peace and rest. But pride creates stress, tension, pressure, unrest. It produces fear and anger. Pride may have a bad Number eight, 
Humility reveals faith. It trusts in God and is dependent upon him for direction. Thank you, Lord. Pride reveals doubt in God and would rather trust in itself. It is self-sufficient and very independent. Pride may first act on its own and then later ask God for direction. Pride is self-exalting, resisting God's leading. Think of that song. I remember Frank Sinatra singing it. You all know who that is, Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. But you see, what we have to have is I did it God's yes. way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I like. I kind of like the song. I mean, it's one I knew when I was pretty young. You know, and, I, and all that, and. It, but it's it's not the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we in number nine? Nine. Humility realizes the need for a consistent devotional life. That's true. But pride does not see the need of a consistent devotional life. Number ten. Humility freely receives grace from God and freely gives grace. To others, it gives them the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Pride seeks to be right by its own works and expects the same from others. Pride is not easily pleased. Number 11, humility asks Questions rather than assuming things. I think that's a big one. Pride assumes that it knows things rather than asking appropriate questions. Now just apply these. Keep applying them to your relationships. Here's number 12. We have 17 all together here. This is 12. Humility is open to new ideas. It's teachable. It's correctable. It has an open, listening ear, desiring to understand. It is not afraid to ask for help. And then these are ones I added there. Humility is flexible, open to constructive criticism and feedback. Humility is open to changing, shifting, and adapting, even when it's challenging. And that's one that I, I keep looking at that, like, Lord, help me to be open to Steve's suggestions yeah. on some things. Because yeah. I know he's wrong, but... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyway, that's why that one had so many extras there. Because that's one I've been chewing on. So did you read the ones off of there? Oh. For 12? Number, okay. Pride does not want to receive help or correction. It's not teachable. Pride does not want to acknowledge sin. It tries to save face to avoid humiliation at all costs. See, all those things of pride when we're moving in those, when we're in even just a certain area in our life, if we're still functioning in pride in a certain area, because we think we can do it on our own, and we're going to do this, I'm going to do it my way, and um, it'll bring stress. And it will bring us to the point of feeling overwhelmed and then despair and then depression will set in. 
But humility is just the opposite. Jesus said, come and learn of me if you're weary and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Come learn of me. I'm humble. I'm meek in heart. But this is, we're just bringing out some specifics of this so we can get a handle on it in our lives. That's 13 now. Mm-hmm. Number 13, humility is not easily offended. It will quickly submit and yield when proven wrong. Humility does not have a critical, judging, and condemning attitude. You know, this is where I think I might read this. Or did you have some first? I added, humility speaks the truth gently. Why don't you read 13 there and then I'll read this. Okay, pride is easily offended. It will see many situations as win-lose matters. Did that make sense? Yeah, win or lose, right. Pride just cannot be wrong. It will quickly judge and condemn opponents. See what it does, and right away thinks, well, pride will think, well, I got to win. You know, I got to be right. And then the other person has to lose. You know, I got to conquer that and conquer them. But as far as judgmental, here is a quote from Joyce Meyer. She says, you must not be a part of what causes strife, and I'll tell you what causes strife. Judgment which is rooted in pride, which thinks more highly of itself than it ought to and says, if I were doing that, I wouldn't. Or, if I were doing it, I would. Uh, Joyce continues, sometimes I just like to tell people, well, you're not doing it, so keep your opinions to yourself. (laughs) Because... Really, to tell you the truth, you really don't know what you would do if you were in the same situation with the responsibilities that person has. The Bible warns us, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Do not have an exaggerated opinion of your own importance. We must be very careful about judging what others do. The Bible says, that reminds me of what Peter and Leah were teaching there too, a few weeks ago. The Bible says in Romans 2.1, the same things we judge other people for, we do them ourselves. It's amazing how we look at ourselves through rose-colored glasses and we look at everyone else through magnifying glasses. So do not be a part of what causes strife. That's the end of a quote from her. Did you read yours already? You did. This is number 14. Humility comes by faith in Almighty God. It submits to God because it realizes that he is above all else in the universe. Humility is a prerequisite for prayer and desires to bow its knee and worship God. I like that. It's like you do know it all, God. Pride pride has a hard time submitting to God because it does not want to acknowledge that he is to be the Lord of all, including them. Pride will be hesitant to bow its knee in prayer and worship to God. Number 15, humility has respect for those in authority and it will support and undergird them. Pride resists authority and has a hard time submitting. Pride will quickly criticize and grumble about those in authority. Number 16, humility quickly shows gratitude and readily praises others' accomplishments. I added, humility does not bring attention to itself. Humility does not boast about itself or its achievements.
Oh. And then the read the pride. Pride is slow to show gratitude. It boasts about itself and its achievement and loves to bring attention to itself. And the last one, 17, humility is transparent and desires close relationships. Honest, yeah. It's, it's honest, right. Did we have that in there somewhere, honest? I added it. Okay. See, that's the thing with these. We didn't get everything in here, but there's a lot of stuff to check. And, and if you get one of these copies, you can add little things like that in there, too or big things. Honesty is a huge thing. So pride is evasive. It does not want its real self to be known. It's secretive and hesitant to form close relationships. I don't know if I read this one. This has to do the same thing. Humble people tend to allow their actions to speak for them rather than talking themselves up. Is that the right way? Talking themselves up anyway. Yeah. Yes. So, like I said, we have, it's on one single sheet. It's got... Pride on one side, humility on the other. They're back on the Welcome Center counter. And you can get one if you like. Now um, you know why I'm glad to get it off my quiet time spot. It's been there for quite a few weeks. Yeah. It's, there's some depth to it. Well, I know I saw myself. And I saw some things in the pride areas. Oh yeah, I do too. I mean, for me. <laughs> One thing, I, it just came to me because you started to do it up there. With our touch points, Steve, uh, the way that he teaches and communicates is by repetition. I do not. I prefer to say it once, they got it, move on to the next point. I'm just that way. And so if we disagreed about anything, when we were reading, you know, we were looking, I'd say, I don't know. That seems repetitive. We're just, well, he likes repetitive. So we'd be disagreeing, like, yeah, but it's, it's too much repetitive. I think that is, and so I'd have my red pen, and I'd cross it off, and then he'd analyze it again. <laughs> you sure that, yeah? Anyway, so when we started to share just now, he did number one, and he started going more. And so I thought we were just going to read through them. I sat here, and I thought, Oh, dear God, he's going to make a comment on every single one. <laughs> it's because we're different, you know, but it can cause a, like, mm. Well, that's the thing with, like, husbands and wives, and if you're a close partner with somebody, oftentimes, or, I mean, in business, a lot of times, bring, God will bring people that are a lot, very different together to work on things. Mm -hmm. And it can even be on a, you know, a, a group that's organizing something or whatever. But what it should be is a strength. And if we're walking in love and then humility, it's going to be strength the diverse, in that diversity. And it sure can be in a marriage. It's, it, sh mm -hmm. it should be that way, that we're different. And I think you've figured out by now that Joyce and I are different. We're not, we do, are different. We have different strengths, and yeah, I do like repetition. I mean, I like to keep pounding that thing until, maybe it's because that's what I need. Because <laughs> I just, to really get something, I need to hear it, you know, keep hearing that. So anyway, 
why don't we pray over these yeah. for Thank folks? Because I believe we're not the only ones that have seen things here. Do you want to lead out, Joyce, and then I'll... Father, we just thank you. You're so alive to us. We're so connected with you. It's because you've, you've put Holy Spirit within us to be our personal teacher, personal helper. And we are so thankful that even when we read these or, or look at this, these things with pride and humility, we get to learn. We get to learn from you. We anticipate that learning process, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, in areas that you've shown us even this morning as we were reading through this, Lord, we would make that decision because we know your love for us. We know that you show us these things because you know that if we will receive it and then be a doer of what we hear, that it's going to be good for us. And we do. The areas that we've seen where we've been walking in pride, where we haven't been submitted to you or to one another, Lord, how we are supposed to be, Lord. We ask forgiveness, Lord. We repent of that, and we turn away from that, and we would yield to you. We'd yield our lives to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In whatever relationship, whatever, starting with our relationship with you, Lord, we bow our knee to you. We know that's what True worship is. It's the bended knee toward you. And surrender. All to you we surrender. All to you we freely give. In the name of Jesus. Yes. And everyone in agreement said. Amen. Amen. We love you, Lord. And Lord, we, we just you. take this opportunity to pray over that meal that's awaiting as well, Lord, we thank you for the those that prepared it. Yes. May be a blessing to our yes. bodies as well. And the fellowship yes. that yes. comes forth. Yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Are there announcements? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Josh, did you have <laughs> just about forgot about the announcements? Yeah, actually, um, well, good morning. Uh, I just was struck by uh, what you said this morning, actually leading into this morning's service, too, how we really are kind of up the creek if we're not keeping our eyes on the Lord and being humble in his eyes and humble to the eyes of the world. And, and real quickly, just an aside, the Lord was speaking to me on the story, and, and it was about four or five years ago, and if you don't know, my son Keaton and I were... were, were very similar in the idea that don't tell me I'll, what to do, I'll find out for myself, right? Don't tell me what to do, I'll find out for myself, whether or not. And then you live with the consequences as a result. That was me growing up all my life. And a lot of it was an exercise of my own humility, trying to humble myself in the eyes of everyone and trying to learn from my mistakes. And about four or five years ago, him and grandpa and myself, we decided to go out fishing on South Twin Lake over here. It was just after ice off. It was just after ice off. So it was beautiful day, though, about 75 degrees. It was just one of those magical 75-degree days. So Keaton wrapped up in this big old huge life vest. It's as small as we can get in, and he was tight in there. He got so hot during that time of fishing. We'd been fishing for two or three hours. He kept begging me, Dad, can I jump in the water? Dad, can I jump in the water? Dad, can I jump in? No, no, no. I don't think you understand how cold that water is. It's about 45 degrees. No, no, no. Finally, the drip of you know, asking, 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 I said, all right, it's going to be cold. I'm here for you, but if you're going to do it anyway, you're going to find out. He got up on the edge of the boat and jumped in. He thought he was going to die. <laughs> Literally, he kept saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And my dad and I looked at him. Calmly, I looked over at him. And I, my back, I couldn't. He's 
too big yet to kind of hoist in the boat. And, and I grabbed him by the vest and I said, look at me, look at me, look at me, breathe. Because I can't, I can't pull you in if you're flailing. I can't pull you in. So you're going to have to keep your eyes on me and breathe with me. So we breathed together, breathed together, and he calmed down to where he wasn't flailing, but his eyes were on me breathing, and I took him by the vest, and I went whoosh, whoosh, in the boat. He learned a hard lesson that day, and I find myself learning to go, when we're humble, when we keep our eyes on our father, we realize that he really is asking us to do what he's telling us to do, even when we don't hear it. Even when we don't hear it, we follow his directive, follow his directions. We, li- we live and we have a happy and healthy life, right? So make sure that when we're thinking about this, that we apply that in that way if you possibly can. The humility is so huge. As far as announcements this morning go, um, nothing that we have out of the ordinary. Julie just popped in here. Uh, supper is going to be served in just a little bit here. Touch point with Pastor Stephen Joyce this week. Make sure you check that out. 9 a.m., uh, listen at 2 and obey God's word. Amplify Youth at 6 p.m. this Wednesday. 6 p.m. is also youth activities. Everything else can be found on our website. Is there anything else that I'm missing that's out of the ordinary? Anything else? So this morning, we're just going to pray over this morning's offering this morning. Back behind the room here, you'll see the offering boxes back there. And if you feel like led to give this morning and give towards this morning's ministry, the ministry of Ten Strike Community Church, that's where the location is. But let's pray over this morning's offering. Father God, we're so blessed to have what we have and that we are provided for each and every day. We know that you are all-sufficient for us, Father. And in your sufficiency, we ask that you bless this morning's offering so that it can be used to glorify your word, your name, and your mission, Father, that the gospel can be spread not just here in Ten Strike, but as you hear week after week throughout the world, Father. We just continue to be blessed by you and what you've done for us. In your wonderful, amazing name, amen. All right. Go have fellowship and have a wonderful week. If anyone wants prayer, please be free to come up for prayer too.